Is it a zero Ebro or bust for the Denver Broncos as their defensive coordinator, or could a veteran coaching name emerge as a potential prospect? You'll get that and much more from the South Stands to the end zone on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country for tuning in and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. You can get this podcast free and available everywhere you get your podcast in audio format. Or if you're watching us on YouTube, do us a favor, hit that subscribe or that follow button so you never miss out on a day's worth of Denver Broncos news, content, coverage, and more. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter from Mile High Sports. Joined alongside, as always, by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger, site expert, predominantly orange. Dot com. I mean, Sarah, I think now that Sean Payton is the next head coach of the Denver Broncos, we've been pondering what a potential defensive coordinator would look like for Denver under Sean Payton. Would it be a Giro Evro? Would it be Vic Fangio? As we know, Vic Fangio is going to the Miami Dolphins officially after the Super Bowl that was reported on Thursday. So now it begs the question, is it a Giro Evro or bust for the Broncos in 2023? This is an interesting topic to discuss. And uh, can't wait to get your thoughts and everybody in Broncos country's thoughts on this. Yeah, hit us with your thoughts. I know a lot of Broncos fans in my Twitter mentions, Cody, very excited uh, about the fact that Fangio is no longer on the market, which I find to be very weird. Uh, He's one of the best defensive minds ever. So, I mean, obviously, if he was willing to come back a year after being fired as head coach to be the defensive coordinator, that would be nothing short of a massive victory. But I, I also understand, and we both understand, why fans are excited about Ezero Evero. Look, he, he's a bona fide future head coach in the NFL. It sounds like he's been doing quite well in his head coach interviews. Don't know that he's even for sure out of the running for the Colts job or the Cardinals job. Although I think at this point, does anybody view him as the likeliest candidate in either of those spots? I'm not sure. Maybe the Colts, Cody. I know the the Cardinals may just prefer like Vance Joseph if they go that direction, but maybe the Colts. I don't know. We'll see. But what we do know is this. And sorry for my voice. Sorry for my sniffles. You know, we're we're plowing through the sickness here, Cody. <laughs> uh, the biggest question I think here is: Does Ezio Evero want to stay? And remember, he declined the interim head coaching position, which eventually went to Jerry Rosberg with the Denver Broncos. Part of the reason he did that is his friendship with Nathaniel Hackett, right? He's good friends with Hackett, and and those two guys are very close, and we've mentioned it before. It's not just like they're buddies through football. These guys are like best man at each other's wedding kind of friends. So, I mean... Is it awkward for him to stick around, especially after interviewing for the head coaching job and not getting it? Does he actually want to stay in Denver? That's a great question, right? Because I feel like there's been certain things that have been reported. I remember seeing something in this whole head coaching search that Denver previously had, right? When Evero was considered a candidate that he didn't interview well. I, I, part of me, I don't know what to believe about that because I mean, hearing like being around Evero all season long, I mean, he interviews very, very well. I mean, with us, at least in the media, he interviews very 
very well. What does it mean that he didn't interview well with the Broncos? I mean, if that report is true, and I, like I said, I'm not going to jump into speculation, but is it one of those things where the fact that the Broncos also told him like, hey, you know, we're not going to be looking at you as our head coaching option here this upcoming season. Will that want, you know, kind of to give ground to Everett to want to stay in Denver? I think that's a great question to ask here, but ultimately, like, this is just me speaking as a former coach. And look, I understand the position that Everett was kind of put in last year. And you know what? Yeah, his best friend hired him as a defense coordinator. And Evro upheld his end of the bargain. I mean, the Broncos defense was one of the top units in the NFL last year. And the offense for Denver under Hackett completely struggled. For me, players in that locker room really love Evro. And look, they understand it's a business as well. But, you know, if you're not going to get a head coaching job this cycle and you know that you can be a defensive coordinator and that you know that you can have a strong impact based on what you've done in your first year as a D.C., why not keep building that here with the team that you built it with, with the players who you love, with the players that love you, build something special here. And then, you know, maybe next year, yeah, maybe he does get a head coaching opportunity next year. There's nothing wrong with that. I think there are a lot of things to ask in that regard there. But, you know, take a look at the Broncos defense. Statistically, I I know a lot of Broncos fans you and I were getting ready to discuss, uh, especially with the whole Vic Fangio thing. Denver's defense under Vic Fangio wasn't as aggressive. And I think that was something that you and I are like, gosh, we just wish Vic would be more aggressive with his defense. Even though it wasn't as aggressive, it was still very good. Evro took that to the next level. And I'd say he upgraded Vic's defense. Though when you look at the sample size, because of how often the Broncos defense was on the field, in some areas, statistically, they did take a step back. But I don't think that undermines how good they really were last year under Evro. I don't think so either. I think that absolutely the the eye test kind of makes you think like, well, do the numbers lie? Like the 2021 Denver Broncos defense under Vic Fangio was third best in scoring like points allowed. And the 2022 iteration under Ijiro Evero was 14th at like just over 21 points. So, I mean, it's like, okay, over the course of a season, you know, that blowout against the Rams, how, how much did that really change the average of the season, right? If you could take that one, that outlier out of the equation, <laughs> it probably changes your numbers drastically. But with that being said, you know, I, I think there's something to the point that you just made of continuing to build what he's been building or what he built last year in Denver and how that can really enhance his opportunities next year. I know that a lot of times, you know, head coaching jobs, they do become available every year, but there's only 32 of them, right? And you only, you may only get one shot. Like we've, we've brought up before, look at Byron Leftwich with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He went from being interviewed by just about every team in last year's head coaching cycle to now being fired as offensive coordinator of the Buccaneers. And we don't know where he's going to end up or if he'll be a quarter, if he'll go down to being a quarterback's coach again somewhere. So you just never know the circumstances, how they're going to change in the NFL. And there's a couple things I think with the Giro Evero that's going to be huge going forward. Number one, you're, you would be on Sean Payton's staff in Denver where the team is now expected to be much better. And if that's the case, if if the team is much better, team success is going to make you more attractive to potential future hiring candidates. You know, regardless, I think that's true for anybody. And if, if some team is winning, if they're turning things around, especially other teams are going to want a piece of that. Teams already want a piece of a zero Evero. From the Broncos perspective, number two, Cody, having him stick around for another year would get you those third round compensatory picks in 2024 and 2025 
if indeed he does get hired in the 2024 cycle. So you're kind of rooting for it from that vantage point. And I think maybe even trying to convince Sean Payton to keep him from that vantage point. I think those are interesting things to ponder here. And I think if you do bring back a zero ever, it, it kind of makes the likelihood of bringing some of these other coaches that you and I have talked about, assistant coaches on the defensive staff, like Christian Parker, Ola Adams, Burt Watts, Peter Hansen, Marcus Dixon, who are fantastic coaches. And, and I'm a big believer. If it's not broken, don't fix it. You can never expect to find sustainability if you're constantly changing and scrapping things. The Broncos assistant defensive coaches last year were phenomenal for Denver. Fantastic. It was great getting to talk, getting to know some of these guys. And you can see it with how their players played for them as well, that they have something that could be very special there. And we'll have to see if the Broncos, we'll see if Sean Payton will preserve that. We'll see if Ajiro Evro wants to stay on. Broncos country, we are eager for your thoughts as always, though, on the subject matter. Should Ajiro Evro stay on as the DC? Would you want him to? How do you perceive maybe how he feels about the situation? Let us know if you're watching on YouTube or you can tweet us on Twitter at Cody Work NFL, at Sarah Benninger, at Locked On. Broncos, on today's episode of the show, if not Ajiro Evro, then and who, as a defensive coordinator, a potential head coaching candidate in the cycle could emerge as a defensive coordinator option if the Broncos want to consider that? Who is that? You'll get that on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. This episode of the show is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. And as a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members that you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, the values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. A potential head coaching candidate in this previous hiring cycle could be an option as defensive coordinator, not to mention some ties to Sean Payton with another potential prospective coach if Ajiro Evro is not the defensive coordinator in 2023. Thank you so much, Broncos country, for tuning in, making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. You can get this podcast free and available everywhere you get your podcast in audio format or you can watch us on YouTube. Do us a favor. Don't forget to hit that subscribe or that follow button so you never miss out on a day's worth of Broncos news, content coverage, and more every single day, all year long, even the offseason, because there is no offseason for the true fan. Sarah, could uh, the Broncos and maybe Sean Payton, if Ajiro Evro wants to pursue other opportunities, or if Sean Payton wants to bring in somebody else, could the Broncos look at a potential, you know, former head coaching candidate in the cycle? He was a former interim head coach this past year, Steve Wilkes, who's got a very storied NFL experience as well. Could they look at him as a potential defensive coordinator this upcoming season? What would your thoughts be on that? I think that would be kind of exciting, wouldn't it? I mean, he did a tremendous job with Carolina and turned that ship around after Matt Rule got fired early in the season. Coach 
Cody, I feel like he deserves a ton of respect, and I feel like he deserves another great opportunity. You know, if if Ejiro Evero does end up leaving the Broncos, I think it would be a great opportunity for someone like Steve Wilkes to come in with that defensive unit in Denver. That was one thing about Carolina this year, Cody. I, I know that they didn't have the best season. They did beat the Denver Broncos, of course. But all throughout the season, I, I, I'm in a dynasty fantasy league, Cody, and somehow I got strapped with the Carolina defense. But every every other week, it seems like they would have some kind of massive you know, game defensively and defensive touchdowns, lots of sacks, very aggressive. We saw that firsthand when the Broncos played the Panthers. So that was a tough, tough unit under Steve Wilson. And I think he really got did a good job, you know, especially considering the circumstances there. I think he would be an exciting replacement if the Broncos do lose Ejiro Evero. And, you know, there's another guy out there with potential ties, not only to, you know, Sean Payton, but also Russell Wilson, Chris Richard, Cody who also, I mean, the three degrees of separation in the NFL is undefeated, right? Chris Richard, <laughs> former defensive backs guy from Seattle, played college football at USC under Paul Hackett and Pete Carroll. So you can see there another connection to Nathaniel Hackett, part of Pete Carroll's staff for eight years in Seattle, then jumped on ship with the New Orleans Saints in 2021, the final year of Sean Payton's tenure there in New Orleans. So that that would be interesting, Cody. I asked Ross Jackson, our, our fearless leader, Ross Jackson, about Chris Richard, and he said he didn't know, you know whether or not Sean Payton would want him as a defensive coordinator being that he hasn't called plays before so that's kind of the one hang up there although the connections are there perhaps the fact that he hasn't called plays could be a deterrent for someone like Sean Payton if he has to go ahead and make that switch that's a great question to ponder right or it's like do you maybe take the risk on a guy being a potential first-time play caller with a veteran experienced coach like a Sean Payton who can step in as needed I mean I think that's something the Broncos obviously haven't had at the coaching position you know, Vic took over a big portion of that. I mean, I'm not to just throw things against the wall, but it's, I mean, could Donatel potentially ever return to Denver? I don't know at this point in time. Well respected, things like that. But the Broncos are going to have competition in this entire situation here because, you know, while everybody at first, the Broncos, the 49ers, the Dolphins were vying for the services, potentially negotiating with Vic Fangio. Vic chose to go to Miami, right? So now that leaves, you know, Denver, and they also leave the San Francisco 49ers who just lost D'Amico Ryan to the head coaching job in Houston they're looking for their next defensive coordinator as well. So, I mean, the Broncos are going to have competition with San Francisco. Some of this Richard's already interviewed in San Francisco. Uh, Steve Wilkes could interview in San Francisco. As we know, we don't know if the Broncos have interest in Wilkes, but I think it's something that's very interesting to kind of point out there considering what he was able to do and lead that team. And uh, even some players in Carolina were disappointed he didn't get the head coaching job. And there was a lot of outrage about that. Um, about And I think a lot of Panthers fans were really wanting uh, a guy like Steve Wilkes but they also are happy they got a guy like Frank Reich as well, who's a tremendous coach. But I think they would have been happy either way with either of those two guys leading the way for their franchises. So the Broncos, as we know it, will have competition. But there are some false narratives. There's some wild hot takes going around. And it's also happening here in the Locked On Podcast Network with some hosts of Locked On NFL trying to talk about the Broncos situation. We're going to shut down some of the narratives that we felt like were very miscued or uninformed about the Broncos and about Sean Payton in general. You're going to get that on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. This episode of the show is brought to you by our 
friends over at TurboTax. Go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Meet with an expert who will do them for you. TurboTax experts can relieve you from the stress of taxes and file for you so you can do not taxes. Show your eyes things that are not taxes. Unpack a moving box of not taxes. Taste not taxes. Sing not taxes a lullaby and hope not taxes sleeps through the night. Grab a saddle and ride not taxes into the sunset. With TurboTax, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish, ensuring your taxes are done right, guaranteed, so you can relax. Feels good to be done with your taxes, doesn't it? Come to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Intuit TurboTax, full service products only, video meeting while expert does your taxes required. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. There are a lot of opinions around the National Football League and in media, including those here at the Lockdown Podcast Network, particularly on the Lockdown NFL side of things, is two hosts of the Lockdown NFL show had some very, very interesting things to say about the Broncos. On one of the latest episodes of Lockdown NFL, you can get that podcast free and available everywhere you get your podcast. We have quotes, we have receipts, and we're going to break it down on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. So I'm, I'm just going to, and this is coming from a guy who, when Russell Wilson got traded to the Broncos, we had a little bit of a, a locked on round table with about nine hosts and everybody was kind of like, yeah, good move. But not me. I really? said, no, no, the Bron- I'm not convinced that the Broncos are a good team because they got Russell Wilson. And here Damn. is what I have to say. This is insane by Denver. This is a bad move. This is not going to work. This is not smart. Number one, you gave up the number 29 pick in the draft, you gave up a first-round pick. You gave up a second-round pick in 2024 just to acquire a coach. Not only a coach, but a coach who hasn't won a Super Bowl since I was a freshman in college. We aren't talking about this is like the Raiders trading for John Gruden off a fresh Super Bowl that he just won. Sean Payton hasn't done a damn thing in the NFL of consequence in 13 years. So what are you trading for here? A guy who's been in the broadcast booth for a while? How did that work for Vegas and Oakland when they brought John Gruden out? To me, to not only they're going to pay him a buttload of money. The reports are that he wants $20 million a year, and maybe it's not that high, but it's going to be over $10 million, and okay. they paid draft picks to do it on top of what they gave up to get Russell Wilson. So you have sunk so much of your assets and your money into two guys who are past their prime over the hill and are not what you think they are and what you're paying for. This is insane. And you know why something like this happens? Because you get a new owner. And a new owner comes in there swinging the stick and they want to let everybody know, hey, we're doing something big here. We're making a statement. We're making a big impact. I'm going to let everybody else in the league know that I'm here to win. And they do something dumb. And that's exactly what the Broncos have done. They have doubled down on a person past their prime who wasn't worth what they're giving up to get him. This is not a good move for the Broncos. And I'm willing to say right now, I do not think that it works out. They're still in a division with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. I don't think they've moved the needle. Sarah, I feel like we need a room now where the adults are talking, my friend. And some of the things that we had heard about the Broncos hiring of Sean Payton from people who don't cover the team, who don't know how the team works or how the team operates. It is very interesting to hear different opinions, but 
sometimes, man, all you can do is just kind of sit back and shake your head. <laughs> you, you got to, Cody. I mean, I, I've had I don't know how many conversations over the course of the season on our crossover episodes, uh, talking on a, a Arrowhead Addict Chiefs podcast a couple weeks back with people who, I mean, legitimately laughed at me when I said I thought the Broncos job was an attractive one. And, you know, bringing up the name Sean Payton drew some laughs because, well, why would he ever choose the Denver Broncos right now with all the different things going on? Russell Wilson, new ownership, blah, 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 blah. We heard all those things. And I got to speak with with Tyler and Alex, you know, the hosts of Locked on Titans, Locked on Cardinals, specifically who were talking about the Sean Payton hire, which everybody's free to have their opinion. One of the things they brought up, Cody, is Sean Mc, or excuse me, Sean Payton is no different than Mike McCarthy as a head coach. They're the same coach. And I find that to be an interesting comment. Number one, because obviously Mike McCarthy hasn't done a bad job as a head coach in the NFL in terms of just winning a lot of games, but also because I think Sean Payton has done plenty over the course of history to really separate himself. And you look at his time with the New Orleans Saints. I was actually, it just so happens that before I heard this clip that we're talking about, Cody, it just so happens I've been kind of, you know, scanning around YouTube for some videos about, you know, people's opinions, like national pundits opinions about this hire. And Mike Florio, of all people, <laughs> did a great job of kind of laying out, you know, the the resume of Sean Payton, you know, and how as defenses in the NFL evolved, how Payton has always had an answer for them, regardless of who were his personnel at the quarterback position, regardless of changing personnel at the skill positions, offensive line, Sean Payton. Peyton always had an answer and he always found success, right? You, you can look at his last four playoff appearances for that. I'm interested in your vantage point, though, on this particular assertion, like as a negative connotation, Sean Payton is no different than Mike McCarthy. I think that's a very interesting accusation, so to speak. Uh, I don't know. What are, what's your take on on that kind of thing when it pops up? Well, I mean, for me, it's like, in what way are they intending that? Are they intending that to be like, okay, well, each coach has a Super Bowl. You know, it's like, okay, that's something that, you know, other teams don't have. And there's there's another thing that we'll, we'll obviously address, another thing that they said that we'll talk about here. But, you know, I, I like the fact that you mentioned, like, Sean Payton has shown as a coach that he can adjust and evolve as things go. And I remember, look, remember Vic Fangio's defense be, was the cream of the crop, uh, especially after they figured out the formula to shutting down the Sean McVay style of offense in 2018 when he was with the Chicago Bears. Well, when Vic Fangio became the head coach of the Denver Broncos, the Saints faced the Broncos in a game. And I remember our good friend, Latavius Murray, he went off against the Broncos defense, had over 100 yards rushing, two touchdowns, and Taysom Hill, and the Broncos just simply got walloped in that game. Now, granted, it was the Kendall Hinton game, so there really was no offensive element for Denver, but I mean, the New Orleans Saints, and they, they did this with you know without Drew Brees. It was Taysom Hill as their quarterback in this game, and they still found ways to adjust, and if you look at it as well, you can look at where Sean Payton has been impact. 2017, you mentioned it here, the Minneapolis Miracle, you know, something crazy where the safety just makes a bad error, almost kind of reminiscent of the Raheem Moore thing that happened in Denver in 2012. You look at 2018, went to the NFC Championship game. I think we can all remember the outrage when Nikel Roby Coleman had a blatant pass interference call that wasn't called, and that cost the Saints a trip to the Super Bowl that year. 2019, they lost in overtime, and I remember clear as day, Kyle Rudolph.
Rudolph having that push off on that final play. And, and I was like, why didn't they call that? And it led to another discussion. Two years in a row, the Saints don't get impacted by, you know, there's no P.I. called on that situation. Uh, in 2020, you mentioned that they played the Bucks and they were up 20 to 10 in the fourth quarter. Obviously, Jared Cook at the time, who was with the New Orleans Saints, fumbled the ball. And that led to kind of a downhill spiral for them in that game. 2021, Drew Brees did retire, but it seemed like the Saints didn't really miss a beat. They had different quarterbacks there. They had Jameis Winston in a brand new system coming off of a bad injury. And then you also had Taysom Hill, who, as we all know, was one of Sean Payton's favorite players of all time. And there were some continuity issues when you talk about crossing midfield there. But Sean Payton has done more, I feel like, with less. And I don't know how that's a comparison to Mike McCarthy. On the other hand, one thing that they also said, Sarah, and this is one I'm I'm very curious for your thoughts on, and I'm very curious for Broncos country's thoughts on. They said that Sean Payton has only won one Super Bowl. How many people, how many coaches have won a Super Bowl, Sarah, over the course of years? Isn't it 35 total head coaches in history have won a Super Bowl? Sean Payton is one of them. I don't know about that. I don't know why nitpicking about him winning one Super Bowl is something that, you know, guys who cover the Titans and guys who cover the Cardinals are talking about because they have never won a Super Bowl. So I don't know. Right. Right. Yeah. Quite frankly, the Cardinals and Titans have no idea what it's like to have a winning, you know, team. I mean, just let's just be honest about it. And that's not a, to take a shot at those guys. It's just a, the fact that they're criticizing this move so heavily, Cody, that, you know, people are bringing up wild arguments like he's only won one Super Bowl. And I saw that among Broncos country, too. So not just to it's not just to call out Tyler and Alex in this as well. This was something that routinely came up in my mentions. Oh, yeah. Broncos fans. Well, Sean Payton has only won one Super Bowl. It's like, well, great. <laughs> so is Gary Kubiak. So is Gary Kubiak. There's 12 NFL teams that have never won one Super Bowl. So Sean Payton took the New Orleans Saints, you know, out of out of the darkness of Hurricane Katrina. For those who, who were old enough, who are listening to, to remember that whole situation and how the Saints became like a beacon of hope for the city. As Sean Payton took over the team, it was one of the greatest stories in all of sports, I believe that's what I haven't seen the Kevin James movie, Cody, but I would I would guess that, that was part of it. You know, I just think like, man, Sean Payton, he took a cast off that was Drew Brees at the time. Like the Chargers did not want Drew Brees. They cut him or they traded him after drafting Philip Rivers and having him sit for a couple years and realizing, all right, things are going nowhere with Drew Brees. We got to get rid of him. He's he's injured all the time. He's not playing up to snuff. We got a top. Do you remember that too? Like Drew Brees oh, went yeah. to New Orleans off of the injury that he sustained facing when John Lynch hit him and had he had the whole shoulder injury. Yep, against the Broncos, he had that shoulder injury. I, I remember it very clearly, Cody, and I remember thinking to myself, man, the Saints are are lucky because I always liked Drew Brees. I yeah. felt like, man, he he's that dude. And so... I think just like he gets punished for the weirdest things. He's only won one Super Bowl. Oh, his success is all due to Drew Brees. Why does he not get any credit for making Drew Brees the quarterback that he became or adjusting his offenses as the NFL evolved? Remember, there was a whole era of football where that right when he became the head coach of the New Orleans Saints, it was all about running the football in the NFL and it was evolving into a passing, you know, oriented league where the rules were changing defensively. 
Sean Payton consistently had top 10 offenses, consistently had top 10 scoring units. I just think the fact that he's only won one Super Bowl is ridiculous. He accomplished a ton despite adversity. Remember, this dude was suspended for a year by the NFL. The, Cody, this was another great point by Mike Florio. We know Mike Florio's back background as a lawyer. He said that at the time of Bounty Gate, the NFL was really kind of making an example of the Saints because the NFL was in particular getting sued by a bunch of former players who were dealing with the repercussions of concussions at, that they sustained playing in the NFL. So the NFL is getting sued by all these players. And then you have this bounty gate thing. Mike Florio is like, you know, this was completely overblown. The NFL had to make an example of the Saints because they're coming under fire from former players. So I just think like, man, all these different holes you want to poke in Sean Payton. The guy's one of the best offensive minds in the NFL. The Broncos didn't overpay. If anything, I would say they underpaid. Cody, to me, this is a brilliant move by the Broncos ownership. So you have these guys, Cody, that are coming in saying that ownership is trying to swing a big stick. And I just I just don't see it that way. I see it as, yeah, they want to make a big swing higher, but they're doing it because they know this team's history is what winning championships, rich tradition, all these different things. I get poking holes in, in, you know, whatever you want to do, but I think you're doing it in weird ways saying, Oh, he coached a hall of fame quarterback for 15 years. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Uh, he won a super bowl. Oh, wow. If that's the worst you can say about the Broncos head coach that he won a super bowl. Good for you. I mean, that's, I, I don't know, Cody, I don't know what to say about this other than I'm excited for the hire. I don't think the Broncos overpaid. If anything, I think they underpaid. There were a lot of Saints fans that were, you know, when I asked Broncos country how they're feeling, I had a lot of Saints fans jump in and say, wow, you know, hey, you guys are getting a great coach. This is, you know, a steal for the Broncos. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, all right, right. Obviously, the Saints didn't get the two first-round picks they wanted. Denver gave up a first and a third, uh, second, but they're getting a third back. So I think that's valuable, and not to mention that the richest owner in all of American sports right now. So it's not really an issue. I do want to touch on one more thing, Kate, because Drew Brees, one thing that he said was uh, he went on, he was talking with ESPN's Ed Werder. He said this. He said, to me, this is set up to be Russell Wilson's prime, especially with Sean Payton and a system that's going to be built around him. This is a great opportunity for Russell Wilson. Now, also, another thing that was mentioned Remember when Sean Payton was on with Colin Coward back in week, I think it was week four, leading up to that week five Thursday night football matchup? Sean Payton said, you know, in regards to Russell Wilson, the Broncos offense, you correct flaws immediately. And he says, we don't worry about how long the process is going to take. In other words, I'd want to cut up all of Russell's past plays of 30 or more yards from the field. I'd want to see, are there some schemes that he felt very comfortable with? They did a great job in Seattle of bringing him off the naked boot and then pulling up. We all saw that throwback to lock it across the field where the ball traveled 60 yards through the air. Then I'd want to look at another film of his red zone touchdown passes inside the 20. What I'm asking for from assistants in some of this is Wilson's greatest hits and to make sure that we have those song lyrics available. And if not, let's put them in. This tells me that this is a coach who's willing to adapt and willing to build things around what his players do really well and how it fits into the grand scheme of things. In my opinion, I think that means that the Broncos got a pretty good coach, but the results will have to show that on the field before we can make any of these proclamations. So Broncos country, we'll have to wait until then. But one thing is for certain, we'll have you covered every single day, every step of the 
away with the Broncos offseason, with free agency, the NFL draft, OTAs, mini camp, training camp, preseason, then back to the regular season. It'll be here before you know it. Trust us. So make sure you make Lockdown Broncos part of your day every single day. Next week is Super Bowl week. We'll have some more news regarding the Broncos, a Sean Payton introductory press conference. We'll have a complete recap of that and more. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you for the next episode, Locked on Broncos. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.